Welcome in all you Cowboys fans into this week 9 edition of the Road to 6 radio show. As always, I'm Adam. I run the at Boys underscore news Twitter account and I'm here with Hayden who runs the at Cowboys at the Cowboys star. How are you doing Hayden? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You kind of butchered my Twitter name though. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit upset. You know, it'll be alright. You just gotta put the the in front of it like yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, started off on the wrong note there but it's the Cowboys star. Uh, I know you... Trying to get people to not follow me, but it's all right. It's whatever. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's start off with a recap. How'd you uh, how'd you think that game went? Um, honestly, it was perfect because I kind of got bored in the uh, end of the third quarter. Through the fourth quarter, I was pretty bored. So that's always a good sign, as long as you're not on the uh, wrong side of it. Which I can't even remember the last time the Cowboys really got blown out. Like they just blew out the Browns. Um, and really, that game said a lot to me because. A sign of a good team is that they blow out bad teams. And everybody knows the Browns suck. But the fact that we blew them out after a emotional win, and it was really a trap game. I really do think it was a trap game, even though the Browns are a bad team. And the Cowboys took care of them early and, and held on to the lead. Yeah, it was really just domination all around. Cowboys ended up winning 35-10 to over the Cleveland Browns. They had They pretty much dominated them in every category. They had 29 first downs to the Browns' 13 first downs. The time of possession was always there was also 39-39 in the Cowboys' favor. So they had the ball for almost 40 minutes of the game, which is like two-thirds of the game, which is insane. And then the total yards, the Cowboys had 423 total yards to the Browns' 222 total yards. So it pretty much it was just total domination by the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, when you hog the ball like that, they had the ball twice as much time as the Cleveland Browns. When you do that, it's it's hard to lose. Um, you're going to score a lot of points if you have the ball that much. Like you said, 35 points. Browns only had 10. So the defense uh, played really well again. Didn't really have to be on the field much, but when they were, they played really well. Uh, another person who played well was Dak Prescott. Only six incompletions all game. He went 21 for 27, 247 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. So another good game for Dak. And another good game for the old man, Jason Witten. Coming in strong with eight receptions, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Touchdown two games in a row for Witten. What do you think about that? Yeah, didn't they say something on the broadcast that he's tied with Shannon Sharp's uh, touchdown record for tight end? Yeah, fourth most of all time tight See, I'm ends. Not, I'm not very fond of Shannon Sharp, so I'm really rooting for Witten to uh, take that record. Um, and I think he's definitely going to do it because him and Dak have some good chemistry. Yeah, we didn't see what we thought we'd want to see from uh, Des Bryant. A couple drops there, but it was good. It was nice to see Beasley keep it up and Witten to keep it going too. Yeah, and a lot of things Des does is away from the ball. You know, Des the the game Witten had might have been because Des was on the field, because I believe Joe Hayden, their best corner, had to really focus on Des. The safeties had to keep an eye on Des because he's such a threat, and that really could have opened up the field for you know guys like Witten and Beasley. Yeah, and we're also forgetting about 
what I think is the most important reason, even though he only had 92 yards, Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. 19 carries, 18 carries, yeah. sorry, 18 carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns, averaging over five yards a carry. And if you watched him in that game, he did not go down after he was hit. He just kept plowing forward. Yeah, all those people saying that Zeke's, you know, Zeke's success was all because of the offensive line. If they watched that game, they're not going to talk anymore because I remember a particular play. It was it was in the red zone somewhere. Zeke got hit. I think it was a screen pass. Zeke got hit behind the line. He was definitely mm-hmm. going down and somehow managed to gain seven or eight yards. And he had a few of those plays, which just proves it's him and the offensive line, not just the offensive line. Yeah, I remember that play, and I also remember it was around like the 40-yard line. We were going in to score, and Zeke got hit behind the line of scrimmage on a screen pass, and he managed to shake that guy and pick up five or six yards on it on a play that he got hit by three or four people, and there's no reason why he shouldn't have been hit behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, leads the league in yards after contact, and those are really the yards that separate the Cowboys' run game this year from the years in the past. Uh, as everybody knows, the Cowboys do have the best rushing offense in the NFL, 165 yards a game. And it wasn't even just Zeke against the Browns. Alfred Morris had 56 yards. Dak had 20 yards. So the Cowboys' rushing game is really going to take them a long way. Yeah, and Dak Prescott's um, QB, QBR was 141.8. That is absolutely insane. His QBR is just getting better and better. Well, Mark Sanchez was better. Yeah, Mark Sanchez with the QBR. Yeah, perfect QBR. He had a hundred. QBR. You're wow. talk, you were talking about passer. Rate. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm looking at the route. Yeah, Mark. Sanchez. Mark Sanchez had a bigger one. Mark Sanchez for MVP. Yeah, Dak Prescott had 97.2. I was reading the wrong thing. Yeah, Mark. Mark Sanchez. Wow. He, why? Let's let's start Sanchez. He has a yeah. perfect QB rating. One for one, eight yards. Two, no interceptions. Two rushes, negative two yards. That's what I'm talking about right yeah, there. Sanchez. I mean, when two out of his three snaps are in the victory formation, you know that's a guy that's gonna gonna take this team to the Super Bowl. But fumble oh, for the yeah. win. Oh, oh yeah, that, that wins games right there. <laughs> if you can't sense our sarcasm, then you should probably just turn this off. Yeah. But uh, all right, so we're getting a little off track. We should probably uh, move on from the Browns game, considering we're talking about Mark Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, that's a good sign, though. If we're talking about Mark Sanchez, that means that we were up by enough to put him in. That's so, very yeah, true. I guess it's a good sign. So um, we have an update on Tony Romo, as much of an update as you can say it. Um, he has practiced for the second week in a row this week, and his return is pretty much up to the coaches and Jerry right now. Dak is set up to start this week versus the Steelers. I think I got an update earlier today that said something like, Tony could play, but they're waiting until he's... 110% healthy or something along the lines of that. So that's interesting. I think they're honestly just waiting for Dak to slip up, if you want to be, be honest. Yeah, because if you haven't listened to our past podcast, we've talked about the Romo versus Dak many times, so I don't think we need to visit that. We all know our opinions on that. Yeah, I mean, we could, but we'll just stay away from it for now. Uh, I think Tony is is the one that has the best shot in the playoffs, personally. I agree. He has experience. May not be good experience, but I mean, here we go talking about it. Yeah, but, yeah we got into it. It's hard yeah. to avoid when you're talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm happy with either one, but yeah, for sure. I, I think Tony gives us the best chance to win the Super Bowl personally this year. Yeah, this year, Dak is the future. So um, we're going to move into our Week Nine Power Rankings. Oh yeah, which is uh, getting kind of tough because it seems like there's no good teams after the top two. I 
think we can both agree on. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and start us off here. No surprise at the top. It's been like this for a really long time. Number one, Patriots, and number two, Cowboys. I'd love to put the Cowboys in the one spot, but I don't think you can argue with the whole Brady, Gronk, Belichick machine over in New England. Um, and then 3-4-5 gets a little confusing. Uh, going out west, this is going to surprise a lot of people. The Oakland Raiders are at number three for me. Um, you know, they just they win games. Uh, and it's not just them beating bad opponents because they scored 30 points on the Broncos' defense last week. Uh, and that says a lot to me. And the fact that the week before that, I forget who they played, but they had the most penalty yards in NFL history for a single game. And still won. So they find a way to win games. Do I think they're really going to make you know a run in the playoffs? No. But as of right now, I've got them at three. Moving down to four, the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a surprise to me and probably pretty much everybody else. Andy Reid's done a great job in Kansas City. Um, not much to say there. They're a pretty boring team. I don't think they really have the, the firepower that the Patriots, Cowboys, Raiders have. But they're a solid team, and I'm going to give them that four spot. Number five, I hate to put them there, but the Seattle Seahawks are in there. Um, I'm not a, not a fan of the Seahawks, but they only have two losses this year. Yeah, they have a tie, which honestly should have just been a loss for both teams. It was that Seahawks-Cardinals, uh, was that Sunday night game? Yeah. It was just awful, was... and both teams deserve a loss. But they got a tie. They're 5-2-1, and one, so record-wise, they do belong there. And as much as I don't like him, Pete Carroll knows how to win games. Um, so I'm going to give the Seahawks that five. What are your power rankings looking like? Okay, well, at number one, I have the Patriots, obviously. Like you said, that power machine they have, can't really take it away. They've done it the past ten years, it seems. They've been there forever with Brady and Belichick. So I think they deserve the number one spot. Looks number, like they're not slowing down either. Right. Number two, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, number three... I have a little different than you. you have the Raiders. I'm going to put the Chiefs up there. I've just seen a lot of out of uh, Andy Reid and Alex Smith. I just see them rolling right now, playing good with their two running backs, no Charles. <laughs> and then um, number four, I'm moving them up from five last week in mine, and I have the Raiders, so we just switched our three okay. and four. Um, I can see them moving in front of the Chiefs in mine. I just need to see a little more. Yeah, they, they beat the Broncos last week and looked great, so that definitely helped them to move up to number four in my rankings. And then number five, I also have the Seahawks. I just, I can't really see putting anyone else up there. I, I'm not all in on the Falcons. Neither of us nope. have been the whole year. Nope. So the Falcons are going to be my first team out. Yeah, truly it drops off like a lot after two. Um, Patriots and Cowboys are just head and shoulders above everybody else in the league. And if you ask me, it's not close. Right, and then I think your second tier would be Chiefs and Raiders. I would say oh, those yeah. two are, and then it drops off even more to the next set. And then that's in the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are alone there, and then everybody else. Yeah, it's. I agree. Because I wouldn't put the Seahawks in the same category as you know, like the Chargers. Right. Um, but I'm not going to put them up in a category with the Raiders and Chiefs. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our NFC playoff picture after we just did the uh, power rankings. Um, let's strictly go NFC here. What's your playoff picture looking like at this point in the season? All right, so out of the nor the uh, NFC North, I have the Detroit Lions finishing at ten and six. Bold. Per before I had the um, I had the Vikings and Packers make it, but let's see. 
what I have this time. So out of the south, I have the Fal the Atlanta Falcons at 10 and 6 finishing. Um, out of the east, I have of course the Dallas Cowboys. I have them finishing at 13 and 3. And then out of the NFC West, I have the Seattle Seahawks at 10, 5 and 1. So my two wild card teams are going to be the Minnesota Vikings at 10 and 6 also losing the head to head to the Detroit Lions. And then I have the New York Giants at ten and six. Ten mm. and six is my record. That was my go-to. Yeah, it's, it's a good, solid go-to record. So uh, I'll go ahead and do my playoff picture before you actually, you know, play out the games. Um, my number one seed coming out of the NFC East is the Dallas Cowboys at thirteen and three. That's what I think the record will be. Um, they've only lost one game so far. Down the stretch, I don't see him. You know, you know, I'm not saying they're going to stop playing at the level they're playing at, but it's impossible to just. I mean, they're on a seven-game win streak. What what else can we expect them to do? Um, so I've got them at 13 and three. Number two, coming out of the West, the Seattle Seahawks. That is uh, my two seed in the NFC. Uh, I've got the Seahawks going 11, four, and one. You know, I just don't really see that many teams on the schedule that's that are going to challenge them. I only see them losing two more games, just like the Cowboys, for the rest of the year. Um, so I'm going to put the Seahawks at the two seed. Three seed out of the south, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm really not sold on the Falcons, but their division is that bad. And when I was looking at the standings, I actually saw the Saints starting to creep up in there. I think they're, what, one and a half games back, two games back? Yeah, they're creeping up there. And the Falcons, they could falter. They could definitely falter, uh then the Buccaneers and who else is in that division? The Panthers. Panthers actually are on like a yeah, two-game win streak. Yeah. You know, I expected them to come back. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. No, but, but you know they have the talent. Oh, of course. I mean, they went what fourteen and two last year. Yeah, and all they all they're missing is Josh Norman. Yeah, which is a pretty big piece, but you know, it's not a piece that's gonna be. It's not like, a piece that should change yeah. your record from fourteen and two to like seven and nine. Like yeah, they're probably it gonna go. Shouldn't. So they definitely have the talent there. The Panthers could upset some people down the stretch. Uh, and, and my four seed is going to go to the Packers out of the NFC North. I know they're, what, third in the division right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback, and I don't see them, you know, not making the playoffs. I actually see them winning the division because I am not sold on the Vikings. I never was sold on the Vikings. Um, and then, you know, the Lions. We'll get the Lions in a second. Uh, my first wild card spot goes to the New York Giants out of the East. Not going to catch the Cowboys, but I got them going 9-7. and seven. And the second wild card spot goes to those Detroit Lions. Uh, I've got them going 9-7 and seven as well. I think Matt Stafford is going to carry them into the playoffs. And that is my NFC playoff picture. So what do you have happening in the wild card round? All right, so I have the Cowboys at my one seed, the Seahawks at my two seed. They both get buys. Um, then I have the Giants and Lions playing and I actually have my wild card team the Giants upsetting the tr Detroit Lions Ooh. which is actually not really an upset if you no, think about it because the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East um, and then I have the Vikings upsetting the Falcons in the Bold. in that wild card game as well Bold. yeah I'm not sold on the Falcons I'm not even sold on the Vikings so that game was kind of just a toss up I thought I'd go with another upset um and then I have the Cowboys dusting the Vikings in the second round. 
Um, and I would then, love if we drew the Vikings in the playoffs. That yeah, would be incredible. At home? Oh, yeah. That's that would be amazing. That's a team that just doesn't match well match up well against the, the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to wreck them when they play. Vikings D. Yeah, that Vikings defense. <laughs> Didn't they lose to the Bears? Yeah, they're, they're struggling. Yeah. They lost to someone bad this week, too. Yeah, they lost in overtime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it was, but it's yeah. definitely someone they should beat. All right, and then I have the Seahawks beating the Giants in a close game. So that leaves the Cowboys and the Seahawks. And I have the Cowboys winning the NFC Championship, and they will face the red-hot New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Hopefully they're not red-hot when we play them. Yeah, let's hope not, but Um, this is my (laughs) predictions. You know, a game I'm really looking forward to this weekend is that Patriots-Seahawks game. I think it's Sunday night. That could be a real uh, telling to see how good Seattle really is. Or to see how New England really is. Right, against that Seattle D. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome game to watch. Can't wait for that. Um, but anyway, back to the playoff picture. In my wild card round, uh, I've got the Falcons playing my second wild card spot, Lions. Um, the game's going to be in Atlanta. I think the Falcons take that one. The other one, uh, the four seeded Packers are going to play the wild card Giants. I don't see the Giants going in there and winning in Lambeau. Uh, the Cowboys did it, but the Giants aren't exactly on the Cowboys level. Um, so the Packers are going to beat the Giants and make it to the next round. Uh, Cowboys and Seahawks have the bye because they get the first two seeds. In the second round, Packers at Cowboys. We already saw how that turned out, and that was in Lambeau. So I've got the Cowboys beating the Packers there. A uh, little revenge, little playoff revenge action going on there from the Dez Kotick game. Uh, you know, I don't think that one's going to be close if we can see them again in the playoffs. Uh other side of the bracket, it's going to be Falcons at Seahawks, part two. Um, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, these teams played in a very controversial ending. Uh, did the Seahawks win by three or two or a very small margin? I think it was like 19 to 16, something like it that. It was something, it was a, it was a small yeah. margin, and it came down to a controversial call on an obvious pass interference on Julio Jones that, that wasn't called on the the Falcons lost last offensive snap of the game. So the Falcons really did outplay the Seahawks, and it was at Seattle. Um, and if they were to play in the second round of the playoffs again, according to my seeding, it would be at Seattle again. The Falcons proved they can play with the Seahawks in Seattle, but you know I just don't see them actually pulling it out. Matt Ryan's a really, really good regular season quarterback. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that's all he is. Um Mm-hmm. You know, he may prove me wrong, but as of right now, I see Matt Ryan as an awesome regular season quarterback that likely won't win any Super Bowls. And, you know, people can say the same thing about Tony Romo. I'm not going to disagree. So far in his career, Tony Romo has been an awesome regular season quarterback. And that's what Matt Ryan is. So, anyway, I, th- I think the Seahawks are going to beat the Falcons. And that leaves an NFC championship. Seahawks at Cowboys. Uh, and I'm going to take the Cowboys in that one big time. I think the Cowboys match up well against the Seahawks. Uh, due to that running game. And the Seahawks' defense is really strong, you know, in the secondary. The Cowboys don't really throw into the secondary that much because the uh, running game and the short passes. And if they can get those going, then that'll open up the secondary. And I just think the Cowboys match up well against the Seahawks, and I think that one won't really be a match for the Cowboys. And Patriots, were coming for you. I like that prediction right there. I mean, I've got the Seahawks-Cowboys too. At AT&T Stadium. 
I don't care who we play as long as we get to that NFC Championship game and win it. Yeah, that'd be a fun one to go to right there, an NFC Championship game in Jerry World. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So let's move into our Twitter questions that we've right. got. We've got three of them today. So first, Elisa K. West asks, So Romo is medically cleared, but not medically cleared to play football. Is there a timetable on his return, or is Jerry just going with the flow? Well, first of all, you need to learn how to pronounce names better. Because I don't know how to pronounce that name either, but that was not correct. Elisa? Elisa? Uh, no, honestly, I'm just going to spell it. I'm sorry, A-L-E-S-A, for mispronouncing your name. If you could please let us know how to pronounce it on the next show, we will make sure to get that right. And to the question, what was the question? What was the actual question? So basically, um, Romo is medically cleared to play, but why isn't he playing? Is Jerry doing something that he's not playing? That's basically the question. Uh, Here's my take on it. Romo will play if we need him to play. Um, and it's as simple as that. Right now, Dak is 7-1. and one. Why would we mess up the mojo? Uh, why would we put Romo in right now? I, I'm, I'm a big Romo guy. I'm a Romo supporter. I have been, you know, since, he was, since he's been in Dallas. But, uh, you know, there's no reason to put him in right now. We're winning games. If something happens to Dak, if Dak starts, you know, throwing picks left and right, if something happens to him, and that's when he put Romo in. He is good to go. I'm very convinced of that. But, uh, you know, there's no reason to put him in. Yeah, I mean, past years we had a reason to rush him back because we no, were playing exactly. guys like Matt Castle and Kellen Moore. I mean, there was a reason to bring him back. But we have Dak right now. We're rolling, winning. So I don't see a reason either. If he starts to struggle, then you bring Romo back. I mean, give him the most time you can to get healthy is the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah, last year we went 1-11 and without Romo. This year we're 7-1. and So, I mean... It's, it's a different ball game now. Yep. All right, so the next question comes from Cowboys Dale. He asks, will Be Big Ben be healthy for the game this week? Um, well, considering Big Ben was healthy last game, Cowboys Dale, um, yeah, he's going to be healthy. Yeah, Big Ben is healthy and will start for Pittsburgh this weekend. And he actually had a really good game last week. I mean, rough first half, but the second half he got it going. They still lost to the Ravens 21-14. <laughs> But he did uh, go 23 for 45 with 264 yards and a touchdown and a pick. So he's Sounds healthy to me. Definitely, definitely getting back into form. And it's kind of crazy that they throw the ball 45 times with him. And he just, what, tore his meniscus like three weeks ago? The big, the uh, Steelers, I almost said the Big Bends. The Big Bends. The Steelers rely so much on Big Ben. They might as well be called the Big Bends. Because without uh, Ben Roethlisberger, they really aren't much. They don't really have a good defense. Le'Veon Bell has not been bad, but he's been underwhelming. He's been not as good as I thought he was going to be. So they should rename their, their team the Big Bens. The Pittsburgh Big Bens. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, so our last Twitter question comes from Corlone Mills. He says, since we didn't go after a pass rusher for uh, during the trade, do you think that McLean and Jalen Smith will uh, or can eliminate the pass rush problem? They will play, he says. You know, I don't really know what to think about that. I don't agree that they will play this year. Uh, I wouldn't count on that, especially considering Jalon Smith is a rookie. Right? I wouldn't count on him playing in 2016 if he does. Good surprise. Very good surprise. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see him playing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I actually found um, online, uh, inside the star.com, it says that 
if the players can't return to practice by the end of week 12, which this week will be week 10, then Dallas must either put them on the injured reserve or release them. Oh, we are not releasing him. So. No, we're not releasing him. So if he well, can't come back, if he can't come back by week twelve, then he has to go on IR, and I'm pretty sure you're done for the season on that. Well, that's really interesting to me because if they thought there wasn't a chance he was coming back this year, they would have already put him on IR. Because what are they waiting for? Right. So that that kind of tells me there is a chance he'll be back. Yeah, it's definitely not a will, like Corlone says, but yeah. there is definitely a chance. You know, I didn't even hear that report, but that, that could change a lot of things. Him on the field at the same time with guys like Sean Lee and, you know, the way the defense has been playing this year, that could be a, a serious defense. The deadly duo in the middle with Sean Lee and Jalen Smith and then Lockdown Brown oh, and yeah, Byron Jones. Brown. Byron. Cowboys actually tied for fourth best defense in the NFL right now. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Only oh, giving up 17 points a game. I mean, they are just playing out of their minds. They're playing as a team. They got Sean Lee finally healthy for a season, knock on wood. But he is playing great, and so... I got you. And uh, so is the rest of that Cowboys defense. Yeah, I was watching, uh, I forget which TV show it was, a couple weeks ago, talking about the Cowboys defense. And he called the Cowboys defense a Little League defense. And I was kind of offended until I learned, you know, what he meant by that. And what he meant was the offense is so good. They're on the field for so long that the defense only has to play, you know, a a short part of the game. 20, 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, 20 minutes against the Browns. Right. And that's like Little League, seven-inning game. He's That's a Little League defense, and I agree with that. All right, so we are going to move in to our – Pittsburgh Steelers preview for this week's game. Do you have any thoughts on this week's game? Um, I don't know if they're going to be positive or negative. So, uh, oh boy. I don't want to make anybody mad, but I don't have a good feeling about the game. What are you thinking? You know, last week I predicted that it would be our second bye week, which it pretty much ended up being. Oh, yeah. Beating the Browns, which you were glad you were wrong about oh, that. Oh, I'm so glad I was wrong. And I wasn't hope... completely wrong because I at least predicted them to win. Right. But I thought it would be close. Right, and I hope you're wrong this week because I think I know where you're going. But are we doing predictions now? Um, Let's wait a little bit. Let's talk about the game first. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Big Ben is going to play good. Um, Zeke should get it going against that Steelers defense who's kind of outdated. They were good. What, pretty beat up. They yeah. were good like five years ago yeah, when they had Paul Amalu. Ryan Shazier, and that's about it. Yep. But – yeah, I think Zeke's going to get it going, really open up the passing game. I think we're going to see Dez have a pretty good week. I'd say over 100 yards and a I touchdown. So. I really hope so. Um, I think we're also going to see Beasley and Witten both consistently keep going. So I think the Cowboys are going to do pretty well. What's your take? Yeah, you mentioned Dez. Uh, dating back to last week against the Browns, I think he was in the end zone and he clearly got interfered with and it wasn't called, which, yeah, made me mad. But, you know, four plays later, the camera panned over to him, and he was still screaming about it. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, when a guy just dwells on a play like that, uh, you know, it's going to affect him negatively the rest of the game. I did not like to see him. I know it's Dez. He's emotional. I get it. But a play's over. Crying about it is not going to do any good. And it's irritating to watch. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Guys, you don't ever see, you know, Beasley or, or Witten or even Terrence Williams do that. Um, I understand Dez, he's, he's got that superstar mindset, 
and he wants the ball every play. And you, I love Dez, but you know I don't like seeing him be a crybaby over there. That's what he was really being. Um, but the Steelers, they've got a good passing offense, eighth best in the league, uh, 264 yards a game, and Big Ben is Big Ben's great. Um, future Hall of Famer. I'd say. Definitely. Yeah. Two Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. Um, and he's he's still going. He's, he's getting up there in age, and he's still going. So, you know, you are you know what you're going to get out of Big Ben this week. I think he's going to play really well. Hopefully, the Cowboys' defense can contain him a little bit. Um, Who do you put on Antonio Brown? Oh, gosh. Lockdown Brown? I guess. He, oh, I don't want to put a rookie on Antonio <laughs> Brown. Skandrick, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, I didn't even think about that matchup. So yeah. we just got to try to contain Antonio Brown. Let's try to keep him under 150. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell hasn't been playing great lately. Here's, here's my key to the game. I think if we can shut down the run game, you know, they're going to pass on us. Let's be honest. They're going to pass on us. Hopefully not a lot. But if we can stop the running so they don't run and pass on us, then I think we've got a good shot at this. Um, so it's really up to stopping Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to move into predictions? I guess we're going to move into predictions. You can go ahead and start right. us off. All or right. actually, I'll start us off so we can end on like a positive note. Okay, that works. Yeah, I don't want to end on like a sad note because you already know what my prediction is going to be. Yep. At least, sort of. Um, like I said, I don't have a good feeling about the game. Cowboys have won seven straight. All streaks come to an end. Um, and honestly, I think it's going to come to an end this week in Pittsburgh. I was actually looking at tickets to go to this game, and I would love to, but I just don't have that kind of money. It's That's an expensive game. Yeah, I was looking at Browns tickets last week. I actually went to that game, but it was insane. The tickets for the Browns versus Ravens was $6, but if you wanted to go to the Browns and Cowboys game because the Cowboys Nation wants to go, tickets are over like $130. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, makes me mad, but whatever. That's what happens when you're a team of – Probably the most popular franchise in sports, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and speaking of, of great franchises, the Steelers have one. Between the teams, they have 11 rings. That's the most, uh, you know, with, with any two teams combined, obviously. Steelers with the most, Cowboys with the second most, tied with the Patriots. Tied after this season. True. They're going to be tied at six after <laughs> this season. Um, all time in the series, Cowboys are 16-15 and 15 against Pittsburgh. Um, this is a rematch of the 1996 Super Bowl, which, do you remember the result of that one? Cowboys-Steelers in the 1996 Super Bowl? I do. I do, too. And I like to talk about it. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's going to result like that. I think the uh, all-time series is going to get tied at 16. Vegas agrees with me, giving the uh, Steelers a three-point spread. And I'm also going to give the Steelers a three-point spread. I think Pittsburgh beats Dallas 30-27. to Well, we have very uh, similar predictions, just the opposite way. I think it's going to be a close game, looking like it's going to go to Pittsburgh, just like that Eagles game did. But I'm going to take the Cowboys, 31-28. to 28. Ooh, man, if you're right, then I'm going to start predicting the Cowboys to lose every week. I or, mean, if that's what if that's, that's what's what got to be done, yeah. then we can do that. That's fine, because I was, I was sort of wrong last week. Let's hope I'm really wrong this week. I'd love nothing more than a Cowboys win. But just from an unbiased point of view, I don't see them winning this one. Yep, I see it being a close one going either way. I'm going to take the Cowboys just being that they're on a seven-game win streak. Let's just hope they can get it to eight. The thing that scares me, though, is the Steelers have lost, what, three, four straight? 
Yeah, and that's not that's not like the Steelers. They need to win that because the Bengals can come up from behind them and take that division easily. Or even the Ravens, who are ahead of them right now, somehow. Right. Not really sure how that happened, but it did. Um, So, any any final thoughts? You know, it's going to be a must-win for the Steelers, and let's just hope the Cowboys can keep rolling. I do agree. I think the Steelers are going to be more hungry than the Cowboys. They need this game. Yeah, Cowboys four and zero on the road. Uh, let's hope the let's hope the rookie tandem between Zeke and Dak can really get things going. But uh, that's going to be it for us on the Road to Six Radio Show this week. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at demboys underscore news or the Cowboys Star. See, I got yours right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I messed yours up. I'll get it next week. All right, you better get it next week or I'm going to be pretty <laughs> upset. Anyway, before I ramble on anymore, let's go ahead and call it a day. Thanks for listening and go Cowboys!